or Christian Christendom or however you want to say it for those that's living in the kingdom of God today is truly an awesome day and I praise God that each and every one of you are able to join us today in our fellowship and that way we can uh, discuss the word of God and, and uh, it says sharp iron sharpen iron and that's what we're going to do by us uh, listening and talking and and fellowshipping with each other as we get more involved in the word of God and as long as we have the word of God in us we are equipped that's our armor we are equipped to meet any war that we go through as long as we have the word of God and the spirit of God living in us and to this this lesson why it's so important is actually telling us how the spirit of God came up, came came up, up, around how we understand what the Holy Spirit of God is and the power that we receive. Uh, so we're going to go ahead again. So I'm just going to open it up in prayer unless I had a volunteer that wants to open up in prayer. I'll pray. Okay, go ahead. Well, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We lift you on high. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to enter into prayer and, Father God, and into your word. We thank you, Father God, for everyone present. We thank you, Father God, for everyone coming. We thank you, Father God, for you blessing our fellowship, Father God. We thank you to bless the messenger of the hour, Father God, that for clarity, Father God, for direction, Father God, and that the Holy Spirit administers through her, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we don't have itching ears, Father God, but we have the love of you. We don't have itching ears, Father God, but we just want to hear your word. We thank you, Father God, for this time of fellowship. We thank you for the impartation of your word. We believe and we receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Miss Patricia. Thank you so much. I say Minister Patricia. She's actually a minister, you all. Uh, she's now in Texas, but... Uh, been out here in Arizona for many, many years, and God changed her assignment and sent her to Texas. And that that's being obedient. And each and every one of us, when God tells us to do something, we best move. If you don't move, and move quickly and do what he says, it, I, all I can say is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, today, you know, I, I really want to thank you again, each and every one that has joined us. And we're going to focus on the book of Acts. And I asked each of you a question, and I don't want to answer now. At the end of the end of our discussion, hopefully, I, I get the answer from you all. Uh, I don't know if I told nothing. Well, the Arizona people should know uh, four o'clock to seven o'clock, four o'clock here. So I don't know what the Arizona people are doing. Anyway, uh, in but the book of Acts one, you you know this is when Jesus was leaving. And uh, we, we jump on down through through it, down to verse three. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proof that he was alive. You know, he walked around on, after his uh, crucifixion, and he was ra his ra he raised from uh, the dead. And then, actually, remember, he woke, uh, roamed around, uh, walked around on earth forty days. So when he was getting ready to leave, he gave them some instructions instructions as to what to do. So let's, let's take that up in verse 3, Acts 1. It said, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, right there in the word, 40 days, and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for my 
wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized uh, with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy, Go Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Ghost, however you want to say it. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, uh, are, are you this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They were still confused. They were looking at the natural side. They were still confused about the whole thing. Then he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or days the Father has set by his own authority. Got to straighten them out sometimes. He said, It's God's authority. It's not for you to know. You just wait till it comes. Wait till he comes. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria. And the ends of the earth. And you can take it in the natural. Each of you can take your own thing now. When you say uh, Samaria, that means it could be your hometown or home state. Judea is all could be all over the United States. Uh However, you look, let's start back. Jerusalem could be your home city. Judea could could be uh, your home state of the other all the surrounding cities, and then Samaria could be uh, out of the state, and then to the ends of the earth could be across across the waters so ever everywhere. He said, uh, "You will be with you will be my witnesses." That means that. We will go out and represent Jesus. Tell somebody about Jesus. That's what our, our, our only job is to go out and tell somebody about Amen. Jesus. We ain't supposed to beat nobody up. You tell them and you leave them alone. The word of God tells us that one plants a seed. So the witnesses, we are seed planters. There are some other people that might be waterers, preachers, pastors, evangelists, or whatever might go out and do the watering. Or they might be back on the on on the seed planters. We don't know, but God will make the increase, no matter what it is. God will do the increase. God will draw them in this day and time. So I want I want really want to get into that lesson because we have so many broken, afraid Christians, and that says, yeah, you know who Jesus is, but you don't have no power. Bottom line, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna say it like it is. You know who Jesus is, but you don't have no power because you don't understand the Holy Spirit. You haven't received the Holy Spirit. And that's and I can tell by the evidence. We all can. If you know who know the word of God and you, and you know what Jesus said he was going to give you, and you see people down and I always sick, that the mind is not wrapped too tight. You don't have the Spirit of God living in you. I don't know how else to say it to you all. You don't have the Spirit of God. That's the evidence. Evidence, evidence, evidence. Fred Price taught that for many years for us to wake up, know the evidence, and it's showing. When you have issues, you don't have the Holy Spirit living in it. He, you, you may know of the Holy Spirit, but it makes the Holy Spirit grieve when you do not respect, when you're doing stuff that's not of God. We're going to get into that later. Now, after this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and, cloud, and a cloud hid them from their sight from from this site so this is the ending when jesus walked around for 40 days and had a cup ending meal had a final meal with the disciples and he went out in the cloud and they saw him going up in the clouds to where his father was uh let's see now they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going and when suddenly two men dressed in white stood before them 
Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking in the sky, into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then Matthias, uh, then they, what they did, now Jesus told them to go up there and wait. They had 10 days before before this day, Pentecost, Pentecost, before the Holy Spirit came, they were supposed to sit in the upper, upper room. But, you know, they didn't know the prayer or whatever, so they decided uh, on their own that they were going to re replace who? Who were they going to replace? Come on, y'all, speak up. We, we won't do this lesson. Are you all able to hear me? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Are you the only one that can hear me? I, I can hear some things. It's kind of in and out for me. Oh, oh okay. Let's see. What Continue. was question? My question is, when they went up to the upper room, who were they trying to replace? Who were they trying to replace? Yes. When they went to the upper room, who were they trying to uh, disciples and all else that went to the upper room were sitting there. Jesus told them to wait and the Father was going to send someone. But who were they trying to replace while they were sitting there? I'll read it. No. Do you all have your Bibles in front of you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now, verse 12 says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount of Olives. That's where Jesus uh, left out from the Mount of Olives. And it was on the Sabbath days. It was a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. This is the same room they had the Last Supper in. Those present were Peter, John, James, Alan, was the 11. Well, I'm just not going to go through all of them. Uh, James, uh, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. That was a different Judas, son of James. They all joined together. There was 11, remember? One had already killed himself. There was 11 left. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and with all of his brothers. There was a whole bunch of them in the room for 10 days. Now, in those days, Peter stood among the believers. Uh, he, he said, uh, I'm not going to go through their name. He was one of our members. This is what they talked about. Now, uh, verse 16, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago, through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. Remember Judas, uh, uh, they paid him 33, 33 pence of coins or whatever to tell him who Jesus was and where he was. Remember all of that? Now, he was the one of the number and shared in the ministry. They were that's what he was talking about. Now, Jesus, Jesus told him to go up and write. He didn't tell him to go up and pick up another disciple. He didn't do it. Didn't ask them to do that. But they decided to go up and uh, and and pick another disciples. Now, verse nineteen, he said, everyone in in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language uh, Akadama, that is field of blood. So what what Judas did? You remember he got the. Uh, 33 coins he bought the he was paid 33 coins in order to tell them where Jesus was he he led them to where right. Jesus remember in in the 
Garden of Gethsemane that he went up and gave Jesus the, the kiss on the jaw? When, and then at that time, remember, Peter got so mad he cut cut uh, one of the soldiers' ear off and Jesus yeah. immediately picked it up and placed it back on. You all know your word. You got to know your word yeah. now. Now, going on down to verse, going on down to verse 20, it said, for, for, uh, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms. May his place be deserted and there, there, and there be no one to dwell in it. That was the place that, uh, Judas killed himself. It said what he did, he bought a field, bought some land. And that's where he went out and killed himself on that land. That said, May another take his place of leadership. This, this is what Peter said. Okay, let's get somebody else to take his place of leadership. And the reason they said that, because <coughs> they wanted some more people to be able to go out and spread the word about Jesus. Be witnesses. That's what they wanted to do. So therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among them. They they wanted to pick somebody else that had been walking with them. They were not one of the twelve. Huh? Replace Judas. Judas. They wanted someone to replace Judas. Because Judas, Jesus had 12 disciples. When Judas killed himself, that mean 11 was living. So these people, Peter was the leader. So he decided we needed somebody to replace Judas. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's what verse 11 is. Uh, I'm sorry, 21. So going down to verse 23. So they nominated two men. Joseph called uh, Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these, which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Okay, let's stop right there a minute. Time. This is this is what we do a lot of time. Instead of us asking God. It, it, and am I supposed to have this? What should I do? We tell God what we what we want Him to do. Then right here it said, "Lord, you know everyone's heart." Yes, He knows everybody's heart, but they had not heard God say, "Go choose somebody else." Think about that. Nowhere above or where Jesus was here, Jesus didn't. Jesus already knew what was happening to Judas. He didn't ask them to go. He told them to go up and wait in the room. He didn't tell them to go up there and and. Uh, Patricia J. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm then. I'm dialing on another phone so I can hear you better. Okay. All right then. So we're we're on verse twenty three, Patricia. So they they nominated two men, uh, like I said, Joseph and Barsabbas, uh, and Matthias. Joseph, who was called Basarbus, also known as Justice and Matthias, is those are the two Matthias. Those are the two people they nominated. And we were discuss, just discussing the part that Jesus didn't do ask him to do that. God didn't ask him to do it. But they prayed and told God what they wanted. They gave God a choice. But anyway, so they, they end up doing it after they prayed. Then they turn around and cast locks. And Lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. 
when, when you all go back there, just chew on that little verse again and relate it to your own self in your own presence. A lot of times we ask God to help us in a situation, but we we tell him specifically how we want him to do it. And then we got to go ask all our friends or our pastor or whomever, and if he say the right thing that your ear hears, you, then you'll say, oh, yeah, that was God. That's casting lots when you got to go out and ask several people what to do. You all understand? Oh, Lord. That's that's casting a lot when you got to go out there several. You got to go ask your pastor. You got to go ask your spiritual mother. You got to go ask your cousin. Oh yeah, don't don't forget my aunties and uncles. God, what should I do with it? So that is a form of casting lots. You gambling. You're gambling with what you're trying to ask God to help. You already done throw something God didn't tell you to do. You threw it up there. He, God will give you the desires of your heart. But when you go in praying, well, Lord, this is what I want. I want my kids to be saved. I want a new car. I want money to be able to pay my rent, pay my bills or whatever. You, you're doing, you're telling God that. Why don't you try going to God and pray and ask him to give you wisdom? in the situation. That's what we miss. And I'm not going to go with that too much today because it's time for us to stop playing. It's time for us to stop playing. Going on down to Acts 2. Let's get to that. And Acts 2 is when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Today, in this dispensation, June 5th is uh, Pentecost today. I don't know what you all did at your church today or, or whatever, but as a living in the kingdom of God, it should be uh, very special to do to you today because this is what Jesus said he was going to do. He told him to go in the upper room and sit there. Uh, he, he asked him to go to the other upper room and, and sit right there. He didn't ask him to do nothing else. He said, go and sit in the upper room. Now, it says that when the day of Pentecost came, Oh, let me make sure. Yeah, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. Can you all please listen to the okay. lesson? This is the lesson. Did you all hear the Russian wind? Did you all hear the yeah. Russian wind? I think we don't want. Pardon me? No, ma'am. I'm sorry. Say that again. Say it again, please. I heard the voice of the wind when you sit with the link, and I and I clicked on it, and then I watched the movie. Oh, okay. Now you, you quiet. You, everybody, quiet your spirit down and listen for a minute. Just listen. Said when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place.
It says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the house where they were living. I was trying to give you all an example of what a, a rushing wind, a blowing violent wind sounds like. Have you ever heard a wind like that? Yes, ma'am. Right. I, I don't want you all to miss what I'm trying to say. In order to receive the Spirit of God in your life, you have to quieten your spirit. Jesus told him to go sit down. It was okay to pray, but they didn't tell him to go dancing around, choosing anybody. He said, sit down. So on the day, this day, back in that time, Pentecost Day, the promise that Jesus said would come, the Father sent them. It said they saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Patricia, when you received the Spirit of God uh, in your life the first time, tell, tell me your experience. What did it feel like to you? It was overwhelming. I don't even know how words for it. Try it. Give, give me the I words. Try it. Try it. I just heard friend, I felt a release of all pressure, stress. And I was like, I at first I couldn't breathe because I was being smothered by depression and anxiety and frustration and fear. And I just felt a release and I just cried. Yeah, I, I, I just cried. It was just so... It's just a peaceful, warm, just, it, it's very calming. I, 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 that's not the only way I can explain it, but it was all the burdens just fell off me. Okay. Just totally fell off, and I just cried for joy. Okay. Did, did anyone else want to share? Did anyone else want to share? Peace. Okay, go ahead. I felt a peace. Like she was just saying, you know, a, a, like a lot fell off. It was like a, a, a good, a great amount of peace, a peace that I never ever experienced before. Okay. Anyone else? Now, verse three says they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, like tongues of fire. When you receive the Spirit of God, when you actually receive, that is a gift. That's why I asked you all, have you received your gift? Now, if you have a knowledge of the Holy Spirit and you don't have the next part here, it says, verse, verse 4 says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Oh, yes, this is one thing that yes, the church don't teach. Right. Uh, yes, ma'am, I did. The, the church I does did. not teach that, and uh, you can pretty much uh, take it to the bank. If you're not able to speak in tongues, you do not have the Spirit of God living in you. The churches don't teach that. You walk around with all the head knowledge, but no power. God said, he gave, he said, now, now with them staying there in Jerusalem for every nation there was a whole bunch of people walking all around in Jerusalem from different nations all over in verse 6 it says when they heard this sound a, cry, a crowd came together in, bewith in be bewitherment they were, they were surprised astonished they didn't know what was going on but they heard it because each one heard their own language these people that was in town doing this Passover time remember this was doing Passover 
after Pat, they, they right. hadn't gone home yet. It was a great thing that <coughs> a lot of them were still in town, and they heard they were standing outside the room, room or outside the building, and they heard all this commotion going on. A lot of them was amazed, and they asked, "Aren't all these who are speaking Galilee, Galileans?" They heard them praying. They heard them praying in a different language. Verse 8, it said, Then how is it each of us hears them in our native language? When we speak, uh, when we speak in tongues, thank you. When we speak in tongues, it's a different, we don't understand the language. But when you are connected right. with the Spirit of God, He'll tell you what you're saying. You don't pick up gibberish. Right. You can't have anybody teach it to you. That has to come within. Right. Once you accept Jesus Christ, the very fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he died on the cross, and he went back and he's sitting on the Father's side interceding for us, he said, I'll, I'll ask my Father to send you another comforter, another person. See, when Jesus was walking on in the words, he couldn't walk all, he couldn't be every prayer at that time. He had to go back to the Father after the after he suffered everything. He got that extra anointing, that true uh, spirit, true few, that true sonship. That's what he received. But he said that he was going to ask his Father to send us another Comforter, somebody that can live on the inside of us, not that we can see like looking at a tree outside. The Spirit of God will live on the inside of you when you understand who Jesus was. It's just that just that simple. He first came to the earth on what they call Pentecostal Day. That was 50 days after Jesus left here. 50 days, days they say 50 days after he was arisen. And if you have something else, you have that means you don't have no power. We, we're going to go out, go on down. Uh, now, let's see. He said, jump down to 11, verse 11. He said, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Uh the Christians and the Arabs, he was talking about everybody. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in your own tongue, amazed and perplexed. They ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of it and then said, they have to, they have too much wine. And that's what they say today. A lot of times when we don't know who we are and we're not able to truly receive the language that God gives us and we're ashamed of it, we hold it in our mouth because we don't understand it. That's because you don't understand the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm going to help you all. I'm trying to help you. And they said they were, they had too much wine. They were thinking they had too much wine. It sounds like you might have too much wine, but it's a different relationship. That means you are truly allowing the Spirit of God to speak through you. And when you speak in tongues, most of it, most of the time, it, it, it is a prayer language. That is the very first step that I always teach everyone. When you're speaking in tongues, that's your prayer language. You're communicating with God what Satan can't understand. He can see your action, but he don't understand what you're saying to God. But when you normally speak your words, he can hear. He understands that. But when you speak in tongues, Satan have no idea what you're saying. No idea. Okay, now go ahead on down. When you get down to verse 14. Y'all get your, have your Bibles. Look at verse 14. It said, Then Peter stood up with 11, with the other 11 people. Okay? They, even though they already had the 12, he hadn't been ordained yet. He was, he was in the crowd. But Peter was talking to the 11. He didn't have enough guts to go out there because he didn't know what was happening. Now, he, he, 
Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Go back and read the book of Joel. He had already said it. God had already told him about it. He wrote it in the book of Joel. Okay, now in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Let this go in there, you all. God has already given us the equip, the power, the strength to do what every battle that we go through. But we don't know who we are. And that, I, I, I love teaching it, and I'm going to keep yelling and screaming. When you find out who you are, when you push some all that bitterness and hate out of the Spirit of God can't live in you when you got junk in you. I'm going to tell you that too. If you think you think you got the spirit of God, you ain't got no spirit of God when you got hate, bitterness, unforgiveness in you. Nope, he ain't there. You're working on your own stuff, on your own mind. That's what that's where you're at. Now, verse 19 says, "I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and bellows of smoke. The sun will turn to darkness." and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Take that into the bank and believe it. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When you, no matter what the situation, your last dying breath, if you call Jesus, say his name, you will be saved. That's what it says right there in the Bible. We need to know this. So all this junk that's coming up to against us, we have power over it. Verse 22. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. They knew because they saw Jesus walking around. They knew all of that. Now this man was handed over to you by the, God's uh, deliberate plan. God had a plan. He, he, he allowed his son to be crucified. They thought they were doing it, but God was allowing them to do it. Because what Jesus said, he could have called down legions of angels and saved him. But he was dying on the cross for us. I know he died for me. He died for you all too. So you don't have to go through that junk you go through. But that's your choice. That's one thing about it. God gives us a choice. If you want to stay in Stupidville, you want to stay with pity, always wanting somebody to help you, a feed, a spoon feed you, that's your choice. That's your choice. But he gave you power. It's very easy. Like I said, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you get the Spirit of God to live in you. We already made in God's image, but we don't take it. We want it our way. We want to eat it our way and believe it our way. I, I, it won't work, you all. 
I've been around a long time and I've been through a whole lot. It won't work. It won't work. Now, verse 25, it said, David said about him. This is David talking about Jesus. I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will be at rest in hope because you will not abandon me the realm of the dead in the realm of the dead you will not let your holy one see decay god see see what is, what what the word of god is saying when well, we know that who god is and we only know because we we know that the spirit of god lives in it all this stuff we, we, we won't die ours the spirit of god in us will cause us to live forever we'll be we, we, we might leave this earth but we'll be on the in in heaven with the Father. We don't want to be in hell, but he said we'll be right here in the Father. You can go ahead down there and read all the stuff that David was saying. Uh, he talked about the resurrections and whatever. Verse verse uh, thirty three. I'm gonna jump around. My 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 thing is you, you all for you all to really get this in you because this is the day when Jesus sent the Spirit when God sent the Spirit of God for us. When God sent the Spirit of God for us so that we don't have to be walking around uh, perplexed anymore. Now I say verse 34, David did not ascend to heaven and yet he said, he, David didn't go up to heaven that way like Jesus did. But David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. This is what David said. My Lord was Jesus. The Lord God said to my Lord Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. He'll do it for us. Instead of us trying to run around, sue everybody, do everything ourselves, God said, wait. Sit and wait. Amen. He told them to Amen. go up in the room and wait. Wait and to die to Amen. us this day. We're serving him. That's what the waiter is, like a waiter. We're out doing his work. We're serving. We're doing things in the right way. We're talking about Jesus. We're witnessing to people uh, that's down Amen. and out that don't know. The biggest thing that us that say that we're living in the kingdom of God because of that shooting, we, we couldn't go there and do anything. But I bet you know we should have been in the right standard where we could pray and ask God to give the peace. Can you? Can you we could never understand uh, as as. Uh, individuals a mother a father that their child was shot up there we we, we can understand but we could pray and ask god to give them peace in their heart give them because you know you all that had to be deep deep grief but us that say we we we're in the kingdom of god and we know right and wrong we we, we can't do all we can't go out and do all the things but we can be an intercessor and because we have we have a connection to the spirit of god living us a connection to god we have that connection. He gives that authority. That all we got to do is pray. That's when your house is right. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about your, your physical body, your mind. You don't have a bunch of junk in the way. You have all kinds of power. All kinds of power. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can get down a little bit more. I hope I, I'm making it clear to you all. Uh, now see, when the people heard this, down to 37, said, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and other apostles, brothers, what should we do? That's the bottom line. When you truly know who the Spirit of God is living in you, it'll cut that old natural mess out of the way. It'll cut your heart. When it, really, when it, when it happens, you all, it happens, and you know the yeah. difference. You know the difference. I, I don't have to go through it. You know you will know the difference. Now, it said, P38 said, Peter replied, repent and be baptized. 
That is the word that said today. You cannot get to the Holy Spirit. Jesus already you gotta repent. You gotta get that junk out of the way. But the good thing about it, you know, that I like, you can call on Jesus' name and you will be saved. When you call on Jesus' name, the Father hears you, hears you. But still, there's some requirement. You got to change, you got to recognize. You got to recognize what you've been doing. You can't just say, oh, well, and, and think you're going to jump in. This one, it says baptize. I, 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 I don't think he was talking about the baptism of water. It could, it could, because you, the baptism of water, you got to be dipped in the water or, or whatever. But there is another baptism that is the baptism. Once we receive, receive the Holy Spirit, that is the baptism. And that baptism is means that we're immersed into the Spirit of God and all that junk we're holding is gone. When you repent, you, you get rid of all of that stuff. And when you baptize, is one of the ways that's proof that you're baptized. And that baptism is when all the old stuff you used to say and do, you, you don't have a taste in your mouth to do it. But if you're still doing all of that, you walk, mm -hmm. you, you're you walking around like a health, uh, healthy, wise person, and you, you, got, you got your crutch. You got like a stick, and you're walking through life with a broken leg. I'm talking about in the natural. You're walking through life with a broken leg, and you got this stick that you're holding on. And now to bring it spiritual. A lot of times we do receive Jesus in our heart, but we're not ready to let go of the stuff we're dealing with. We want to do it our way. We don't want to do it God's way. God's way said, take all that stuff, repent and get rid of it. Be baptized. Allow the Spirit of God to live in you or refreshing. The, the Spirit of God is like water, fresh, hot water. Say, first fire. It's like fire burns up all that old junk that's in you. That junky attitude, that nasty attitude where you've always got to go begging and asking somebody for help. When you, 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 uh, compromise yourself, uh, uh, you don't have enough strength to receive fire and burn all that mess up. When you just release yourself and allow the Spirit of God to, to, uh, live within you. It, it's like, uh, uh, what my grandmother and my mother and all of them used to say, it's like a, a unction in your stomach. It's like a, a hot stomach ache. And that's burning up all the mess you've done with. But unless you go through that, you're still walking around with a crutch. You, you're holding the Spirit like, like that stick you're walking with. That's why how you, you look at the Holy Spirit. But if you ever need the Holy Spirit, you take that stick and you want to hit somebody with it. I, I pray, Lord, that I'm getting, the understand, getting everyone an understanding. That's what I'm talking about. Now, he's, verse 39, he said to them, The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off. For all whom the Lord, our God, will call. That says that the Holy Spirit, the Word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit does the wooing. The Holy Spirit, when we pray for someone, uh, we, we know they're sick or we, they're lost. That young man that did all the killing, it was not just a gun. They're trying to say mil, men, mental illness. Yeah, he was mentally ill. He didn't have Jesus. Bottom line, if you ain't got Jesus in you, do strange and crazy things. But those of us that have the discernment of the Spirit of God living in us, we know exactly what's going on. And we know we can, as an intercessor, you're able to focus and pray for the exact thing that you hear the Spirit of God is saying. 
Because the spirit of God in us yeah. is our translator as to what God is saying. He, he drops the spirit of God living in us would drop it into our spirit to understand or hear what God is saying. Verse 40, he said, with many other words, he warned them. He pleaded with them. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And I say that to you all also. Those who accept the message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to the number that day. That wasn't water baptism. They were emerged. The Holy Spirit, They were their mentality of the Spirit within them was emerged down into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came in them. That's the, that was the baptism. They accepted. They accepted the Spirit of God. I'll say it again. It's like, th think, think about the, it's a sponge. Th think about a sponge. When you take a dry sponge, put that in your mind, you all. Put it in your mind. See a dry sponge. Well, maybe a yellow sponge. Let's say a yellow one. And maybe it's about six by six. That's a good size. That way you can see it really good. And you're holding it in your hand. This is in the natural now. You're holding that dry sponge in your hand. And you're going to take it and put it in a uh, sink in the bathroom. You push the and it's full of water. You're going to take that sponge and push it down in the, oil, in the water. Let it stay there about a minute or so. Then you pull it out. Don't squeeze it. Pull it out. And it's full of water. This is a example of when we receive the Spirit of God. This, when we receive the Spirit of God, He comes over us like, like a sponge, a fill of water, like a bucket of water. In some cases, it says like fire. But I like the water, warm water a little bit, maybe hot water. I like hot water. I like the hot water. It says, when they accepted His message... About 3,000 of them now were added to the number that day. They said, uh, he pleaded with them. He begged them. And I do the same thing with you all this day, you all. Stop walking in defeat. Stop allowing the enemy to tell you what to, to do, what to say. God's given you the power and the strength. If you receive the spirit of God, you, you your mind will be clear. You just got to be obedient to the word. You can't can't be faking. You know, some I've heard some preachers say, "Fake it till you make it." You won't make it fake it. I'll tell you right now, you will not make it faking it. You will not make it fake it. Faking. Going on down to verse 40, 40, 42. Now, uh, see, oh, it's about over. But I, I'm gonna cut it short here in a minute. I, I I just want to encourage you all. Um, after they did that, about 44, all the believers were, were together and they had everything in common. They sold property, possessions to give everyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temples, the courts, and they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere. That's how we do in church now. That's, that's our fellowship and our gatherings. And this is what to do on today. We're, we're, break, we're breaking bread and that is the word of God. That's what we're doing right now. And I just want to encourage you all that now verse 47 said, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. So when the spirit of God came, and Peter and them got to pray. They went outside. They were so happy. They went outside on, on the courts of the building where they were. And they started speaking in another tongue, speaking in a language. They were happy. They were filled. They were joyful. When you receive the Spirit of God in your heart, you, all that old stuff goes away. You're a new person. You ain't sad. You ain't depressed. And, and, and you, you, what, bottom line, you're saved. When you, when you know you're saved, you want to do something different. You can't keep doing the same old thing, thinking it's going to get better by osmosis. It don't, it don't do that. 
you got to believe and receive the spirit of God. When you believe and receive the spirit of God, there is proof. We can see it in the natural. But when you always got issues going on, you ain't got the spirit of God living in you. I don't know how else to say it. I'm just going to pray that God gives you all an understanding. This is a special day here. And if you wanted to see where the Holy Spirit came from, this is this is this lesson, Acts 2. He tells you where it's going to come. And Jesus had already made the promise that he was going away and he was going to ask the Father to send another comforter. And that confidence was able to live in everyone. We didn't have to be in Jerusalem to see Jesus walking around. That confidence lived everywhere, all across the world, anywhere, everywhere today. And it lives within you. That's the, that's the main thing that you should be uh, concerned about. I'm not concerned about Patricia having no spirit of God. I'm not concerned about Cortina. I'm not concerned about my brothers or sister having the spirit of God. But I pray. I can pray. I'm not going to boss them or tell them nothing because they're they all sober in their right mind. And somebody that's mentally ill, you need to pray for them and ask, ask God to open their eyes. First of all, open their heart. Give them peace in their heart to know who you are. That's the kind of stuff that we need to be praying. Uh-uh. Don't pray all that other mess that you think is right. Because it's not right. And I, I would really, I'm going to cut this short, y'all. But I really, this lesson is just so important to me. Because the whole thing is, I, I want to be able to do what God wants me to do. I've been on this earth 74 years. And I have learned. I've been through a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. But I do know everything that I went through. Because of when I was a little girl, sat with my grandmother, 16 years old, sitting in the back of uh, what they call the Big Dick's Church. I was an usher back then. Sitting in the, that's why I was on the back row. Sitting in the back row at Big Dick's Church. And the bishop got up and he preached. God did not make no mistakes. He didn't make no mistakes. And as a teenager, that, that comforted my heart. That I won't no mistake. That he had called, he told us that. God had a purpose and a plan. That's how he preached. So and I, I heard someone say, well, this modern day people, you got, you got to change it. Please, y'all, don't let anybody put you in that mode. God has not changed. So his way of doing things haven't changed. But the, a lot of the new preachers are saying, you got to preach it in a way for this young generation to hear. This young generation going to end up in hell with us, with, with us, with us, if we, we change the word of God. When we go pacify, we change it, we downsize it so they be able to eat it. But instead of being a big steak, they can't swallow a piece of steak. So what do we do? We 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 break we go break it down or put it in a blender and, and crumb it up so they can better swallow it. And when we do that, we're gonna drop in hell with them. I'm giving you all a warning. That's how it works. God's word never changed. The same way he was with uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, he's that same way with us. But the good thing about it, what he did, he knew that we couldn't make it on our own. So he sent his son to die for us so we don't have to make it. And then the good thing about it, he sent us a gift. Somebody to walk with us, guide us, and direct us all the time. We don't have to be by ourselves. We don't have to be on our own wisdom. All we got to do is ask God for wisdom. Look, look at Solomon. He asked God, God asked what you want. He said wisdom. <coughs> Excuse me. Because of the wisdom that God gave them, I believe he was a trillionaire according to what's, what's going on this day. 
He had everything, but he died of disobedience in the end anyway because he had so much, you know, when you get money, you get crazy. You try to pacify everything. But I just want to encourage you all today. Uh, know who God is and know who you are. And see the gift and powers. God wants us to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. If you're not healthy, check out some things. How you, what you're supposed to eat, what you're supposed to do. How much sleep you're supposed to do must get uh, depending on your age they say six hours of sleep is all you need I, I may get a little bit slits but I bet you one thing I do take to before I put my feet on the ground every day on, on the carpet and sitting in front of my bed I, I have to sit on the side of the bed and, and do my little exercise but in my exercises I'm thanking God that I woke up this morning I, did, I didn't wake myself up Amen. I did not wake myself up. I never wake myself. It's like he touches your finger. I don't need no alarm. This is me. I've never needed an alarm clock in my entire life to to wake up. It's something built within me. That's the spirit of God. He wakes me up. Do the same thing for you. But when we try to control ourselves our way, it won't work. This, there, we are in a war now. We are definitely in a war, and we have to gird up. Is someone calling my name? Okay, let's go ahead. On. I um, let's see. It's it's about a minute before, but I'm gonna give it give us about two three minutes if we want to comment. Please do so. Uh, but before I, before I do this, I want to explain a couple of things. You know, when I send out the link, you all, the link from me is saying, this is what I want you to study. This is uh, uh, what we're going to study when we, and the time of the Bible study and, and east or west or whatever. I have decided I'm not going to break it up because the Lord said it's too much for you to do. And, and like I said, in any time you want to make a comment, text me direct. If you want to uh, text, when you're using your phone, if you want to text two or three different people, add them to your private text. Do not put them on the line that I sent out. I'm going to say that again. Anytime I send out a text, do not go on that line and send a, make a remark or anything. Remark me back directly, 480-232-4215. I'm not going to address, but I do know the last time I sent out a text that there was some error. But the Lord, you know what the Lord did? He said to me, now you know who, who who's able to understand how you're sending out the texts. That's what he said. The te I'm not going to do it. I said, well, I'll break it down and this and that. He said, no. Because it's to stop eating Pablo. You need to grow up. Grow up in the life. If you got the spirit of God living in you, you'll grow up. If you make a mistake, you repent and you keep going. That's what I teach. When you when you do something wrong, Jesus said you gotta repent. You can't just ignore it because when you ignore it, the stuff piles up. If you if you got a, a, a bunch of poo poo on the floor and you never clean it up, every time the, every day is you walking around, it dries up and then after it dries, it's gonna spread all over the house. Trust me, try it one day time, see what happened. But anyway, I uh anyone else had a comment, please? Mr. Glass, can I share? 
Sure.